Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Hey, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 80 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode, we are heading out to Europe, specifically England, specifically Paris, France. On special request by my brother, or from my brother, Chewbox, we are going to touch on the subject of a very sensitive topic that, I mean, I'm sure it's sensitive to a lot of people, but I'm not sure how sensitive it is now versus when it happened back in the 90s. But today, what we're going to talk about, what I'm going to touch on is we're going to, we're going to talk about the, the conspiracies surrounding the death of Princess Diana. I know, Grumbler, there's about 3,475,000 kajillion, bazillion, familiar, bubblebillion, bubblebillion, podcast and documentaries about Princess Diana's death. I realize that. However, I've never, I never dove into that subject and I don't know exactly all the conspiracies surrounding Princess Diana's death. I actually didn't even think about conspiracy surrounding the death until my brother mentioned it to me. We were talking about it when we were working one night. And so I started doing a little bit of research and I found an interview that just blew my mind. And from then on, I said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and get this. Uh, I, I want a quick uh, side note real quick. I can't believe this is my 80th episode. I, it just seems literally like I just started my podcast a few months ago. But I've been doing this for over a year now, and I'm at 80 episodes. I'm 20 episodes away from 100. That is insane to me. Just, just literally insane to me. I want to thank everybody for, for giving me a platform and giving me a fan base in order for me to keep pumping out these episodes. I, I, I do it because I, I, I do it to, to keep feeding your ears and, and feeding the, the support that, that you're giving me. And number two, I do it because I truly enjoy podcasting. This is one, well, this is one of the most amazing hobbies that I've ever picked up. I mean, I, I never thought that I was going to be so involved in it and so dedicated to podcasting, but I do. This is truly one of my favorite things to do. So, but enough of me rambling. Let's get into let's get into the Princess Diana death conspiracies. This might be a multi part episode, like the John F. Kennedy was, but. We'll see. I doubt if I'm going to get all this in, in an hour, an hour and a half. So let's, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So who was Princess Diana? Princess Diana of Wales was born Francis, Diana Francis Spencer on July 1st, 1961. She unfortunately passed away August 31st, 1997. Diana was a member of the British royal family. She was the first wife of Charles, Prince of Wales, the, the heir apparent to the British throne and mother of Prince William and Prince Harry. Diana's activism and glamour made her an international icon and earned her enduring popularity as well as unprecedented, unprecedented public scrutiny, exacerbated by her tumultuous, tumultuous private life. See, that's one thing I didn't know. I didn't know that, that she was going to be the heir to the throne. So if, if Princess Diana was, was alive right now, she would be next in line to take Queen Elizabeth's spot as the next Queen of England. How insane is that to you? I mean, that, that just blows my mind. That, that's crazy that she was going to be the next queen of England. Wow. 
That's that's nuts. Seriously, that's really nuts. On August 31st, 1997, Diana died in a car crash. Okay, so a quick disclaimer, a quick disclaimer as I always do when I speak on foreign topics and their, their languages that are thrown at me. I know 100% that I am going to destroy and hack these, these French names. And for anyone uh, who speaks the, 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 the French language, who is fluent, understands it, and is from France themselves... I deeply apologize. I do not intentionally mean to hack up the names. I do my best. I'll try to learn how to do the pronunciation to these names. But I mean, again, it's really difficult since I, I don't speak the, the French language. So I do apologize for hacking it up. I don't do it intentionally. I tried to my really, really, I, I even Google pronounce, pronounce a lot of these, these words, but it just doesn't stick in my cranium, in my, in my Stonehenge cranium here that I have. So I, I'm going to do my best and I apologize for, for hacking it up. So on August 31st, 1997, Diana died in a car crash in the Pointe d'Alma tunnel in Paris while the driver was fleeing the paparazzi. The crash also resulted in the deaths of her companion, Dodi Fayed, and the driver, Henry Paul, who was the acting security manager of the Hotel Ritz Paris. Diana's bodyguard, Trevor Reese Jones, survived the crash. The televised funeral on September 6th was watched by a British television audience that peaked at 32.10 million, which was one of the United Kingdom's highest viewing figures ever. Millions more watched the event around the world. Okay, I did not do this intentionally. I'm, I'm recording this episode on September 5th, 2021. I had no intention at all to record this the day before the anniversary of her passing. I, I honestly didn't even know when she passed away. So, I'm sorry, I, not, not, the, not the passing, but I, I didn't know that her funeral, I, I didn't know that, that, that her funeral was on September 6th, and I'm doing this on the, or the day before of her anniversary of her burial. I, I had no intentions of doing that at all. That, that, that was just a coincidence. So, damn. So the so there's a security that, that was with him. The crash also resulted in the deaths of her companion Dottie Fayed and the driver Henry Paul, who was the acting security manager. Now, from what from my understanding, back in the '90s or previous to to the death of Diana, the paparazzi was pretty much the wild gunners of 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 the celebrity world. They can do whatever they want, invade your privacy with little to zero repercussions. I believe that one of the paparazzi members, not I mean, not not when Diana died, but before that, was saying, "If you're going to become a celebrity, then you already know the lifestyle that you're going to have to live and the and and the invasion of privacies that you're going to endure." Me personally, I don't think anyone has a right to invade your privacy, and then for someone to chase you around just to get a fucking picture of you, come on, give me a break. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, now don't quote me on this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet any black rifle coffees on this one, but I believe that the laws were changed to where paparazzi didn't have as much freedom to invade your life as they did back before, before the, the death of Princess Diana. I think some laws were put in place to protect a lot of the, the high-profile personnel, like celebrities and royal, royalty and stuff like that. Now, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe I remember reading that of the, in 99 after Princess Diana had passed or... Yeah, the, the following year after Princess Diana had died, or a couple years <laughs> after the passing of, of Diana, I believe that that law specifically was made because of the death of Diana, because she was legitimately being being chased 
uh, at high speeds by the paparazzi. So let's go ahead and get jump into the conspiracy theories again. I told you I wasn't going to really touch in on Diana's personal life as far as her activism and any other community service stuff that she has done, because we would be literally be here just on the introduction of Princess Diana for like four episodes so we're, or four parts. So we're, we're not going to do that. We're just going to go ahead and start jumping into the conspiracies. After, 99, after 1998, it was theorized that there was an orchestrated criminal conspiracy surrounding the death of Diana, Princess of Wales. Official investigations in both Britain and France found that Diana died in a manner consistent with media reports following the fatal crash following the fatal car crash in Paris on August 31st, 1997. In 1999, a French investigation concluded that Diana died as a result of a crash. I mean, there's no, no, no secret there. If you look up Princess Diana, you can see that the car was, the, the Mercedes-Benz was completely destroyed. So, I mean, there's really no secret that she passed away as a result of the car accident. I mean, the car, the car was, was mangled really bad i mean there's a unfortunately you can just pull up princess diana's car crash and you can just see the the car how destroyed it was i i don't believe it shows anything else i didn't really pay attention if it showed any gory details so i'm not going to set you up for failure if you're not if you're not looking for the gore i i uh i just typed in princess diana's car crash and it showed uh the pictures that that the 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 paris newspaper had taken and published, uh, published for the entire world to see. So the French investigator judge Herve Stefan concluded that the paparazzi were some distance from the Mercedes S280 when it crashed and were not responsible. See, now there's conflicting uh, re results or conflicting reports on that. Reports say that paparazzi were in high speed chasing Princess Diana and her, and her, her significant other at the time, uh, Mr. Fayed. So, you know, again, this I didn't realize how deep into conspiracies that the death of Princess Diana actually was. So, it, it, it's I, for those of you who haven't really listened to the conspiracy theories of Princess Diana, just buckle up. It's going to be a crazy ride. I, I was I was shocked. I mean, I maybe maybe you won't be as shocked as I was, but I was I was shocked really bad when I read a bunch of this stuff. So, after hearing evidence at the British. Inquest, a jury in 2008 returned a verdict of unlawful killing by driver Henry Paul and the paparazzi pursuing the car. The jury's verdict also stated, quote, in addition, the death of the deceased was caused or contributed to the fact that the deceased were not wearing a seatbelt and by the fact that the Mercedes struck a pillar in the Alma Tunnel rather than colliding with someone else's car, end quote. Now, one of the alleged uh, uh, conspiracy theories was that Henry Paul was paid to intentionally crash the Mercedes Benz making it look like an accident. Another, another, another uh, conspiracy was that the paparazzi weren't really paparazzi. They were they were hired professionals in order to cause the the, the accident to happen or occur in that exact area to minimize casualties of surrounding uh, Paris residents. I, I don't know how accurate that is. I'm just telling you the reports that I read or the conspiracies that were popping up. So. Active in disputing the official versions of events have been the British newspaper Daily Express and, and Egyptian businessman Mohammed Al-Fayed, whose son Dadi was Diana's boyfriend at the time and died with her in the car crash. So I do apologize to all of my Egyptian listeners. I do not mean to destroy the, the pronunciation of Mr. Al-Fayed or Dodi's, uh, Dodi Fayed's name. I, again, I, I try my best. 
But unfortunately, I just don't have that gifted tongue to where I'm able to pronounce names in multiple languages from different cultures. So I do apologize for that. In 2003, Diana's butler, Paul Burrell, published a note that he claimed had been written by Diana in 1995, in which there were allegations that her former husband was, quote, planning an accident in Diana's car, brake failure, and serious head injury, end quote, so that he could marry again. So I'm not familiar with, with British law. So for my British listeners, specifically Mr. Lee, if you can you know, hit me up on a message, let me know what would prevent, if the divorce was final, you know, here in the States, once the divorce is final, the both parties are free and, and welcome to go get involved and marry another person as long as the divorce is final. I don't know what the, what the, what the rules are. Why wouldn't Prince Charles be able to marry once the divorce was final? And why would Prince Charles set up to kill Diana in order for him to be able to marry again? You know, I, I, again, I don't know British law. So for those of you who live in, in, uh, in Britain, you know, hit me up on a message, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com, not Gmail, at mail.com. Or you can just hit me up on Instagram, graveyardgrumblerpodcast. That, that goes for the same for Podbean as well. You can message me on both, on both places if you'd like. So I, I'm just curious to know why... Why would Prince Charles have to take out Princess Diana in order to remarry? I just don't understand that. I mean, again, I'm not sure if the laws are different here in the States as it is in, 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 uh, in England, but let me know. Let's keep going. A special Metropolitan Police Inquiry team was established in 2004. Operation Paget, headed by Commissioner John Stevens to investigate the various conspiracy theories which led up to the British inquest. The investigation looked into 175 conspiracy claims that had been made by Fayed. Now, we we are very well established on how questionable it is for certain government or law enforcement agencies to create a special commission to investigate certain crimes. Now, I, I went over that with, with the John F. Kennedy assassination. Remember, we had the Warren Commission that was brought, that was put together by the very same people that were suspected of conspiring to have JFK assassinated. So in this case now, we have a special operation called Operation Paget, headed by the commissioner in order to investigate, in order to find out exactly what happened and how many of the 175 conspiracy claims that Mr. Fayette has, has made might actually be true. So right out the gate, I, I already have a problem with with the commission pageant. I, I don't know. It just seems that it's too easy for them to to cover something up instead of of actually legitimately investigating the true cause of death or the reason for her death. You know what I mean? Among the witnesses questioned was Prince Charles, who in 2015 told Stevens that. He did not know about his former wife's note from 1995 and could not understand why she had these feelings. Bayed was persistently propounded what were found to be conspiracy theories at the inquest and has repeatedly claimed that he believes his son was murdered with Diana. So there's a lot of there's a lot of racial uh, conspiracies as far as why. On as far as why uh, Princess Diana and her and her lover at the time 
were murdered. One of the most, again, I don't know how ridiculous it is because I'm not, I didn't go through them. I'm not within that inner circle. But one of the claims that have been made was that the royal family had a difficult time being able to, to be okay or embrace the fact that someone who is not British or who is not Someone who who is uh, of not a British or or okay, let, let me read the quote. What what it said exactly? Because I'm I'm going to fuck it up one way or the other. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the way it was. So reports said that one of the reasons why 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 Mr. Fayed's son was murdered was that the royal family had a hard time having someone of Egyptian descent with darker skin than the than little Prince William and Prince Harry to be his stepfather. According to reports, it is it is said that Prince Charles specifically had a very difficult time being okay with someone who was not white or who is not European descent, like like Prince Charles and the rest of the royal family, to be the stepfather of his children. How accurate are those reports? I don't know. That's just the reports that that I read. So now let's get into some, some security conspiracy. This is kind of like a bang bang boom boom kind of deal so if again if i if i went into detail deep deep detail this would be a 10-part episode and i don't want that for you for me or for anyone so so security security conspiracy theories have theorists have alleged that the driver of the mercedes-benz acting head of ritz security henry paul was in the pay of a national security service Though different versions of the allegations named the country of the security service alternately as Britain, France, or the United States. Why is it that that the United States have gotten have, was thrown into this? I mean, what benefit would what what what, what how, how would the United States benefit from from taking out Princess Diana? If at the time Princess Diana didn't really have any negotiation power. That was all led up to to the government, like the prime minister and everything of of the British government. So I, I'm not sure exactly how how America would be involved and benefit from the assassination of Princess Diana. But then again, we can't we can't take away the fact that there is quite the possibility that America has was involved in an assassination. Well, I mean, we can look at the, at the history of, of American assassinations. I mean, the list is, is, is a very long list, so I'm not going to put it past us. However, I, I, I can understand because of, of the, the, you know, the, the quote radical beliefs that Princess Diana had regarding several different things was maybe too too out of out of tradition for the royal family and so they wanted to get rid of her okay i I can see that evidence purported purported to support this arises mainly from money in his possession at the time of death and his personal wealth these allegations are covered in chapter four of the operation patchett criminal investigation report muhammad al-fayed claims that henry paul was working for n16 and that they set him up the inquiry found no evidence Henry Henry Paul was an agent for any security services. So what M16 is, what I, from my understanding, is that it is a, a what is it called? Let me see here. 
M16 is a secret service, is a secret service intelligence agency. It's kind of like the CIA that we have here, or not kind of, but it's like the CIA here that, that we have. And uh, according to reports, when, when uh, Mr. Paul was found, he had American currency, French currency, and British currency in his possession, and also multiple deposits from, from those three different countries as well. So it's really difficult for me to kind of wash that under the rug or wash that under the bridge when the accusing countries, you have three different currencies from those alleged countries. And again, we have a, a commissioned agency saying that there was no reports or no evidence showing that Mr. Paul was a member of any such sort security services. Remember, this is the same thing where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reference JFK because this just gives me a lot of weird JFK with the, the, uh, the Warren Commission vibes right now. You know, you had, uh, you have the, the Warren Commission who found no evidence of Lee Harvey Oswald being a member of the CIA, but there were several claims that he was 100% a member. See, this gives me the same kind of vibes where Henry Paul was supposedly alleged a member of, of M16, but investigation proved no evidence by the very commission to find if there was any foul play. It, it just doesn't, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me right now. Another allegation concerns the reliability of blood tests carried out, which indicated Paul had been drinking before he took the controls of the car. The French investigator's conclusion that Paul was drunk was made on the basis of analysis of blood samples, which were said to contain an alcohol level that, according to Jay's September 1997 report, was three times the French legal limit. The limit <laughs> was three times the French legal limit. There was allegations on, on several, several points back and forth was that uh, Mr. Paul may have had one too many drinks and then decided to get behind the wheel, causing him to drive drunk, not being coherent enough to, to operate a, a motor vehicle at, at, I mean, let alone normal speeds and definitely not, or, or having less control of it at, at higher speeds. There was also reports saying that Mr. That Mr. Paul was not over the legal limit that blood samples were tainted and given to make it seem as if he was over the limit and drunk. So for those of you who didn't realize how, how deep involved was the conspiracy theory of, of uh, Princess Diana's death, I'm telling you, it's a whole new world right now. It's a whole new world. You didn't know I could hit that, huh? Oh, I tell you. <laughs> Let's continue. The initial analysis was challenged by a British pathologist hired by Al-Fayed. In response, French authorities carried out a third test, this time using the more medically conclusive vitreous fluid from inside the eye, which confirmed the level of alcohol measured by blood and also showed Paul had been, had been taking antidepressants. So there's three different tests done. One of the last tests was, of according to, to medical personnel, was that it was the most accurate by taking fluid out from the eyeball. Which is, which is really gross. And it confirmed a level of alcohol. that, that It confirmed that he was over the legal limit of, of, of the of French legal limits. 
And then it also had been stated, it also showed that in his blood, he was taking antidepressants. Now, for those of you who, who are familiar with medication, one of the biggest no-nos is you don't ever want to mix a lot of medications with alcohol, specifically mental health medications. You know, you have lithium, antidepressants, Prozac. You have a whole category of medication that you don't want to mix in because it has really bad side effects. Number one, I mean, one of the main ones being death. Number two, one of the most common, one of the most common side effects is that you get really drowsy and, and you just fall asleep. Your, your vitals and everything slows down and it's really hard for you to function. It, it, you just don't want to mix. And then not to mention the extreme damage that it's doing to your liver and your insides. So that's one of the reasons why they, uh, uh, they, they made it a point to state that he was also on antidepressants. Let's continue. It has been claimed that the level of alcohol reported to have been found in Paul's blood was inconsistent with his sober demeanor. As captured on the CCTV of the Ritz that evening, Professor Robert Forrest, a forensic pathologist, said that an alcoholic like Paul with a, high, with a higher tolerance for alcohol would be able to appear more sober than he actually was. The families of Dodi Fayette and Henry Paul did not accept the findings of the French investigation. Here we go again. Now, the French investigators are calling Mr. Paul an alcoholic. There's no legitimate proof other than that Mr. Paul enjoyed to have a couple of pints here and there, and, and he enjoyed drinking on, on, on social gatherings. There, there was no real hard proof that he was a legitimate alcoholic. This was just an assumption made by the French investigators. And of course, a lot of the families are always going to argue the findings of, of the family, I mean, of, of their family member. You call someone an alcoholic and they're not going to believe you because they don't know what happens behind closed door. Again, I'm not saying that he was an alcoholic. I'm not saying that he wasn't. All I'm saying is that the reports show conflicting information. And of course, the families of Dottie Fayette and Henry Paul, they're not going to accept that. They're not going to accept that, that you're calling him an alcoholic and that he was, he was just not smart enough to, to not get behind the will, killing one of the most beloved princesses of all the entire world. It was disclosed in November 2006 that Lord Stevens had met with Paul's elderly parents, telling them that their son was not a drunk. So again, this is more, this is more evidence or more backing of someone's public reputation. It, it, it's more of a defending of, 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 of a reputation. So the mom or the, the parents are telling them that their son was not a drunk. However, investigators, the, the French investigators who put together this, this team were insinuating and adamantly stating that he was a drunk. Now, who do you believe in this case? Do you believe in the parents who possibly did not live with their son or their son did not live with them? Or do you take the word of investigators whose main job is to pry and find every bit of dirt you can on the individual so you can find an escape goat? Again, no one knows the truth other than Mr. Paul himself. Just prior to Stephen's appearance at the inquest, a source close to Stephen stated that the inconsistency could be explained as him being, quote, considerate and sensitive towards the elderly couple, an assessment Scott Baker suggested might be credible to his opening comments to jury. So now what they're saying is that because Stevens, when he went to go speak with the parents of Mr. Paul, is that the reason why they, they gave him the answer that they did was that he was considerate and sensitive towards the elder, elderly couple. 
So basically he, he manipulated them into giving him the answer he wanted to hear to put on record. I don't buy that one bullshit. Well, I don't know how French people are, but my mom specifically, if I was being investigated for a murder and I had been now, this is no surprise um, for, for my listeners. I was an alcoholic for about eight years and I didn't, I didn't even realize I was, I was an alcoholic. I just know that I just knew that I enjoyed having a lot of beers whenever I was off and I needed to have a lot of beers. And so I, I was, I was an, I was a legitimate alcoholic for eight years. Now, if I had been in a horrific car accident that, that ended a very high profile individual's life along with my own, there would have been no hesitation that my mom would have flat out said, yeah, he was an alcoholic. I begged him to stop drinking time and time again, but he just did not listen. So again, I don't know exactly how it is for, for French parents, but for my mom, specifically for my mom, she would have been no way in hell that she would have denied that I was an alcoholic just because someone was caring and sensitive or considered insensitive to the situation. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Under cross-examination at the inquest in February 2008, Stevens denied, quote, deliberately misleading, end quote, Paul's parents and said that the chauffeur's condition at the time of the crash did not match the police definition of being drunk, which he said re relied upon someone's physical response. Again, here we go back and forth. Was Paul drunk? Was he not drunk? Some say he was. There has been a proven evidence saying that he wasn't, but there was also several blood samples that states that he was above the limit, the legal limit. Again, we, we, again, I'm, I'm referring, I'm going back to the JFK conspiracy. There was alleged that, that a whole goddamn body was switched in order to make the killing match the, the, the information that was given by the war or that was being hit, let out or handed out by the Warren commission. Could this be another case of the officials manipulating blood Alcohol samples in order to fit the narrative. That's what I'm saying. See, this is really the reason why I don't really like getting into, <laughs> into deep, heavy conspiracies because my hamsters are exhausted and tired right now. And they're like, yo, we should not be talking about this right now, especially, you know, we just had a cup of black rifle. We should just be chilling right now. Boy, I tell you. Stephen said that the available evidence suggested Paul had consumed only two alcoholic drinks, but this was not necessarily all that Paul had consumed and that he was indeed, quote, under the influence, end quote, of alcohol at the time of the crash. An expert cited in the report, the report estimated that Paul had drunk the equivalent of five measures of Rickard, of Ricard, his favorite licorice, his favorite licorice flavored French uh, aperitif before driving. I have no idea what any of that means. I, I guess Ricard is, is one of the, is a liquor flavored French drink and he drank five measures of it. I don't know what five measures are. Is that like five pints? Is that five ounces? Is that five glasses? I, I don't, I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a lot. <laughs> In the two French talks labs, Paul was found to have 12.8% carbon hemoglobin saturation, a combination of blood's iron carrying pigment and carbon monoxide. A, a smoker normally has about 10%, so the result was not unusual. Paul had been smoking small cigars, cigarillos, in the hours before the crash. That doesn't mean, just because you smoke cigarillos doesn't mean that you're going to be impaired and, and, and crash into a, a goddamn pillar in the tunnel in, of Paris. Now, 
if those cigarillos, if those uh, cigarillos were were cut open and had some had some uh, some Mary Jane and had some little buddy bud bud, you know, some yerba buena, some of that good good, that chronic smoke, then I can believe that he was impaired enough to to crash, not being able to control or maneuver the the vehicle coherently at that rate of speed. But there's no report saying that he was in, that he had been uh, there was any THC in his system. So smoking cigarillos, I mean, you would have to smoke. Oh my gosh, you would have to smoke literally several, I mean, multiple a lots of packs of cigarillos in order for that to have that much carbon monoxide affect your brain and motor skills. I mean, you would literally have to smoke, Jesus Christmas, a ton just for the carbon monoxide of the cigarillos to affect you coherently, your motor skills. So that that's an irrelevant, that, that's like a... a, a, a a distraction into left field talking about, talking about that part. It just doesn't make any sense. Another test backed by the opponents of the official findings showed Paul had 20.7% in his blood at the time of death. If accurate, the rate of dispersal of carbon monoxide from the bloodstream would have meant that Paul's blood had 40% saturation a few hours earlier, and he would scarcely have been able to function at all. Boom. what I tell you? That would, there's just, if on top of that, it would have been, it would have to have been a, a, a huge amount of carbon monoxide in order for him to not function and to be at that level. Just smoking a few packs of cigarillos is not going to affect you as bad as it would. Think about it. You have to be locked up in a car in a small, non-ventilated area with the car running in order to have high levels of carbon monoxide to kill you. There's no way that I could, again, this is my unprofessional opinion. No, I'm not a toxicologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not anything but the Graveyard Grumbler podcaster. So what, in my unprofessional opinion, in a well-ventilated area, even, even as big as a room, as a bar, even though there might be a lot of people there, there's not enough cigarillos or enough cigarettes or any type of smoke smoking that that's going to be that's going to hand out a large enough dose in order for him to be affected his motor skills be affected it just doesn't make any sense and as soon as he walks out and gets fresh air the carbon monoxide starts starts dissipating and starts leveling out so i don't buy that i don't i don't buy this bullshit at all it, that's just is one of the of the bullshit things that i don't agree with 100% and just just for the record i'm going to put it out there right now princess diana 100% was murdered she she this was no this was no accident and i only say that because of the interview that i'm going to play at the end of this at the end of this again i'm going to play several pieces of her interviews on 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 however many many parts that this is but this one specifically we're going to play that one at the end of, of this one on december 9, on december 9 2009 it was reported that dna samples confirmed the blood samples with high alcohol levels were indeed from the driver this was established by a comparison with samples provided by Paul's parents, demonstrating that the blood tested was that of Henry Paul and that he had three times the French legal limit of alcohol in his blood. Okay, if you want to, if you want to say that he was drunk, fine, he was drunk. But don't give me this carbon monoxide bullshit because he smoked a pack of cigarillos. This is ridiculous. Oh, and by the way, if you want to read the entire report of Operation Paget, just type in Operation Paget on DuckDuckGo. I don't know if it's on Google. I don't really use Google that much anymore. Oh, I, unfortunately, I, I was I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and 
Oh, for those of, oh, I'm, there's a, there's one specific episode that was just amazing. It was with a gal from North Korea who defected. But aside from that, I don't want to get on that tangent. He, he told me to, he told me, but he mentioned in one of his, in one of his episodes that look up one subject, a controversial subject on Google, and then look up the subject on DuckDuckGo. And you're going to have way more information on DuckDuckGo than you are going to have on Google. So I did, and I did. I, I really did have way more results in DuckDuckGo than I did on Google. So I, when I looked up on DuckDuckGo, just type in Operation Patchet, and you can read the entire PDF report on, on, on the information. So oh, some of that information I didn't find out until later on at the end of the episode. So at the very end of, of it on Graveyard Grumbler's Final Thoughts, we're going to have some, some pieces of the actual Operation Paget report on there. So M16's involvement, remember that's the Secret Intelligence Service. So M16, formerly Secret, Secret Intelligence Service, British government agency responsible for the collection, analysis, and appropriate dissemination of foreign intelligence. M16 is also charged with the conduct of espionage activities outside British territory. I, I just threw it in there so you guys can know what, what it was. So, I mean, uh, it, it, for, for us Americans, I don't know what, what's in there in Canada. I'm not familiar with the Canada uh, agencies out there. But here in America, it's, it's equivalent to the CIA and FBI and, and the NSA, all of those government things. That's what M16 is. Richard Tomlinson, a former M16 officer who was dismissed from the intelligence services and later served five months in prison for breaching the Official Secrets Act of 19, Official Secrets Acts in 1989, claimed in a swore statement to the French inquiry in May 1999 that Britain's M16 had been involved in the crash, suggesting that the security service had documentation which would assist Judge Stephen in his inquiry. So. We have an actual M16 officer who is who said in a sworn statement that the British government was directly involved in the murder of Princess Diana. Now, remember what I mentioned earlier was that Prince Charles stated, or Princess Diana had a worry that Prince Charles was going to take her out by a car crash. So he was so he would be able to remarry. How coincidentally eerie is that she died in a car accident? Now don't don't make no mistake, this wasn't an accident. This was this was a, a, a flat-out assassination on, on the princess. And what what makes it even more bizarre to me is that he served five months in prison for breaching the official secret acts of 1989. If, if he was just, if, if this officer, if Tomlinson was just smoking hubla and just speaking out the side of his neck for attention, why would he serve any prison time? That doesn't make any sense. It, it, the only time that, that, that stuff like that makes sense to me is that there's, there's truth in what this guy is saying. It, it just it just makes him it look, makes M sixteen look even more guilty by putting a former officer in prison for violating the secrets the, the secret act of nineteen eighty nine. Again, Princess Diana was assassinated. There's no doubt. The previous the pre the previous August, he had been reported by the BBC to have claimed that Paul was working for the security services and that of Diana's bodyguards. Either Trevor Reese Jones, known as Trevor Reese, or Kess Wingfield, was a contact for British intelligence. 
So now it is claimed that Paul was working for us to, for the, for M16, who were not, I mean, I wouldn't say, okay, so maybe not employed directly with M16, but in cahoots with M16, 100%. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, that there's, there's legitimate showings that you have a former M16 officer stating that these individuals were involved and working with British intelligence. What, I mean, who better to have government connections than Prince Charles, right? The Prince of Wales is definitely going to have access to M16 assassin, uh, uh, assassination. Assassins. <laughs> that, took, uh, that took a lot out. Thompson alleged that M16 was monitoring Diana, monitoring Diana before her death, it had told Mohammed Al-Fayed that Paul was an M16 agent. And that her death mirrored plans he saw in 1992 for the assassination of then-president of Serbia, Slobodan Milosevic, using a strobe light to blind his chauffeur. Oh, yeah. I looked that up. M-16 blinded the chauffeur of the president of Serbia, causing them to wreck into a wall, killing everyone in the car. How? And now... If, if you're going to get away with a car accident, what better way to make it look like a legitimate accident? What's more creepy about this is that these are actual plans of assassination that have been carried out around the world and throughout the years. How bizarre is that? It, I mean, no one, I'm, and I don't know about no one, but me personally, I would never have thought of using a strobe light to, to cause someone to wreck. It just doesn't make any sense, but it makes 100% sense because now you're going to make it look like an accident because that's what it was. It was an accident. Wow. Tomlinson alleged that M16 was monitoring Diana before her death and had told Marhabit Al-Fayed that Paul was an M16 agent and that her death mirrored plans he saw in 1992. That caused a car accident by blinding the chauffeur with the strobe light. Wow. That is nuts. On February 13, 2008, Tomlinson told the inquest that he may have misremembered and that he had no evidence that Paul was an M16 agent. But he had said in the previous day's court session that Paul was supplying M16 with information. So the reason why Mr. Tomlinson was 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 uh, retracted what he had said, according to reports, allegedly, Mr. Tomlinson and his family were threatened with their lives. That allegedly, Mr. Tomlinson took back everything he said for fear of his life. Now, doesn't that sound a little bit like the JFK witness intimidation? where evidence was being taken away, people's families were threatened to be kidnapped and murdered, and then those 10 people died mysteriously who were very credible eyewitnesses to, to the event. It just seems kind of strange to me that all of a sudden he's, he's backtracking on everything that he had to say. Huh. Again, that's, I don't know how accurate that is, I just know from alleged reports that uh, Mr. Tomlinson was threatened with his life. 
Speaking by video link from France, Tomlinson conceded that after the interview, after the interval of 16 or 17 years, he, quote, could not remember specifically, end quote, whether the document he had seen during 1992 had in fact proposed the use of a strobe light to cause a traffic crash as a means of assassinating Milosevic, although use of lights for this purpose had been covered in his M16 training. Oh, yeah, they threatened to kill him. Now, all of a sudden, after so many years, you're going to not remember something that you were taught in training and I'm pretty sure was spoken, spoken about quite a bit amongst M16 agents. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like witness intimidation to me. I'm pretty sure he was threatened with his life in order to shut up. Operation Pageant Inquiry was given unprecedented, unprecedented access to the offices of both M15 and N16 to investigate Tomlinson claims. It was later revealed that the mentioned memo was a proposal written in March 1993 to assassinate another Serbian figure if he, if he gained power, not Malosolvic. Furthermore, the plan did not involve anything about using flashlights. Flashlights wasn't used. It was a strobe light. It was a bright light. Again, this was a alleged assassination attempts with the reports that i read it said that it actually happened no one said that it happened i mean it was going back and forth so that's why i didn't i i, I left that out intentionally to get your your ears bugged up a little bit more <laughs> i know that's fucked up huh so when when you have a government agency investigating allegations that a government agency murdered somebody it's pretty accurate that the government agency is going to hide up, is, is going to cover up the assassination and every evidence leaking, linking to the assassination by the government agency. Am I right? Am I right? I'm right, right? Yo, NSA and FBI agent listening to me right now, you know I'm right. I, I know you're shaking your head right now like, yo, that's, that's gospel right there, man. Boy, I tell you. Further evidence discrediting Tomlinson's claims was found in drafts of a book he was writing about his time in M16 before he was jailed in 1998 for breaching the Official Secrets Act. The draft dating from 1996 referred to the memo and contained none of the detail about a staged car crash with flashlights in a tunnel. I believe that none of that was written about a car crash in a tunnel was because he knew for a fact that this was going to be taken out or this was going to be carried out. Princess Diana was going to be taken out. So why write about it linking him or any, any member of his, of, of his clan to the assassination of Princess Diana? It just, it makes sense to me that he wouldn't put that in there, right? Right. The inquest was later told by an anonymous M16 manager referred to during proceedings as Miss X that M16 were not keeping any file on either the princess or Dodie and that there was no plan involving them. The inquiry concluded by dismissing Tomlinson's claims as an embellishment. It went on to comment that this embellishment was largely responsible for giving rise to the theories Diana was murdered. There's no theory Diana was 100% murdered. There's no theory with the, with the extreme amount of paranoia that Diana had over the years. As soon as she became, as soon as she married Prince Charles, her paranoia and her fear of being taken out grew more and more and more as she realized how much she was hated by the royal family. And you really think that M16 management is going to admit, admit that they plotted to murder Princess Diana? 
Do you really think so? No, there's no way. Again, you're going to have a government. This goes back. Oh gosh, this, this, the, the, the comparison to the JFK, to the Warren Commission is so eerily accurate. It blows my mind. Do you really think that the Warren Commission was going to let out that JFK was actually assassinated by someone of, of government involvement or government uh, uh, association? Absolutely not. So what better way to cover it up than have the government investigate that the government killed somebody? Again, this goes right here to the British, to, to the Princess Diana. You have the, the, the long reach of conspiracy and corruption reach all across the world. What makes you think that, that, that one of the most powerful forces in Europe, being Britain, isn't going to have that, that, that manipulation and that pressure on France to cover up the, the fact that M16 was involved? There's, it's just too, it's too elaborate for it, not to, for it to be a simple accident. Tomlinson was arrested by French authorities in July 2006 as part of their inquiry into the death of Diana. French police were also reported to have seized computer files and personal papers from his home in Cannes. So why would they, if, if he's just speaking hubla, why arrest him? Why, why arrest him and take him and, and take him in? When, when, none of it, when none of what he's saying is true. Boy, I tell you. Let's get into more conspiracies. We have, I think this is, we're going to touch in a little bit on this one. No, you know what? We're going we're gonna to end it right here. We're going to stop right here. We're about an hour in. No, okay, let's, let's continue. Let's continue. So another conspiracy is that Princess Diana was pregnant, allegedly. One of the main motives which has been advanced for alleged murder includes suggestions Diana was pregnant with Mohammed Dadi Faid's child and that the couple were about to get engaged. The alleged disliked the alleged dislike of dislike of the idea of a non-Christian within the British royal family meant such a relationship between the mother of a future king and an Egyptian Muslim would not be tolerated. See what I mean about, about the racism and the hatred? So another suggestion for murder was that the, the royals did not like the idea of a non-Christian within the British royal family, which meant that no matter what, Princess Diana was always going to be tied into the royal family for the fact that she has the, the future kings of England, Prince Harry and Prince William. So allegedly... The royal family could not wrap their head around an Egyptian Muslim being the stepfather to the future kings. That, just, that, that, that alone just blows my mind that that can actually be a reason for them to be murdered. That's insane to me. Like, literally insane. In Mohammed Al-Fayed's view, which is uh, Dodi's father which he repeated in court at the inquest in February, 2000, February, February 2008, Prince Philip, the Prince of Wales, Diana's sister, Lady Sarah McCordell, and numerous others were all involved in a plot to kill the princess and his son. Damn, that's some serious conspiracy shit right there. 
Muhammad Al-Fayed's view, which was the dad, said that there was conspiracy by Prince Philip, Diana's own sister, were all involved to kill the princess and her son, her unborn son from Dodi Fayed. How fucking bizarre is that if that's an actual possibility? Could you imagine if later on in the years that it comes out that Princess Diana was legitimately murdered because she was marrying an Egyptian Muslim? How much shit would the royal family be in if that actually came to light? Of course, it's never going to come to light because you have the government suppressing it and covering it up. If it hasn't been revealed now, chances of it being revealed are slim to none. Again, you have a government agency investigating something that another government did. You're not going to have much luck with that. How? Oh, my gosh. That would be insane. Legitimately insane. And my, I mean, my head would probably almost pop if that came out that that was the reason why Princess Diana was murdered. Oh, I tell you. In January 2004, the former coroner of the Queen's household, Dr. John Burton, said in an interview with the Times that he attended a post-mortem examination of the princess's body at Fulham Mortuary, where he personally examined her womb and found her not to be pregnant. There's a lot of allegations that come with that pregnancy that, that pregnancy rumor that was actually pretty deep and, and kind of bizarre. I mean, it, it, oh my gosh. So the former corner of the queen's household, I don't know what that means. What, what is that? What is, what is the former corner of the queen's household? Hey, Lee, let me know what that means. I don't, I don't know what that means. But if you have someone who is, working for the queen, a doctor, and they go to do a post-mortem examination and found no baby in the womb, wouldn't that just be a little questionable, a little, a little suspicious? I mean, in, in my head, I would think that the doctor was heading over to do the post-mortem evaluation and, and singing, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. And then to come back stating that there was no proof or evidence that there was a baby in the womb. Although Mr. Fayed claims that Princess Diana told his son that she was pregnant. I'm telling you, all this shit is so bizarre that it, you can't help but to point that she was 100% murdered. There's no way around it. 100% murdered. She was assassinated. But what was the reason? Sure. Let's keep going. In an effort to examine the assertions made by Al-Fayed, Operation Pagets had scientific tests carried out on pre-transfusion blood found in the footwell of the seat in the wrecked Mercedes the Princess of Wales occupied at the time of the crash. This blood was, was found to have no trace of the, I, of the HCG hormone associated with pregnancy. So on that, the, the, the counter that I read about that was that the blood that was actually used was not of Princess Diana's. 
the blood that was found in the Mercedes that was allegedly used to test pregnancy was from one of the other two victims that were involved, Mr. Henry Paul, the chauffeur, or Dodi Al-Fayed, or Dodi, Dodi Fayed, was used to get this pregnancy, this, this legitimate pregnancy tested. So you can't even really trust the blood samples because, again, who was there? You don't think that that the government had that all wrapped up saying, yo, if you're going to go back and get the blood, make sure you don't get the blood of Princess Diana. Yeah. Is is it blowing your mind yet? It's blowing my mind. I'm telling you when I did this. The inquiry also extensively interviewed friends of Diana's who were in close contact with her in the weeks leading up to her death. The evidence obtained from these witnesses was a very sensitive nature and most of it was included or most of it was not included in Operation Page's criminal investigation report. However, it was reported that friends said she was in her normal menstrual cycle and there was evidence she was using contraception. Again, if this was a, a sensitive subject and it was and there were certain reports left out of the Paget report, wouldn't you want this investigation to have every little mundane, ridiculous detail? And I don't care how close you are with the friend. No friend is 100% going to know what your menstrual cycle is and if you're using contraception or not. If you wanted to go slap bare skins with someone, you're going to go tell your friend that that's what you did? Absolutely not. Especially someone like Princess Diana, where she's so worried about her entire life being leaked every single time. Oh, I tell you. So this is, again, this is most definitely going to be a multi-part episode. So we're going to stop it here. We're going to, the next one is going to be the missing CCTV images. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and hit it up there. So stay tuned. Thank you all for listening. You think you'll ever be queen? No, I don't. No. Why do you think that? I'd like to be a queen of people's hearts, in people's hearts. But I don't see myself being queen of this country. I don't think many people would want me to be queen. Actually, when I say many people, I mean the establishment that I'm married into. Because they've decided that I'm a non-starter. Why do you think they've decided that? Because I do things differently. Because I don't go by a rule book. Because... I lead from the heart, not the head. And albeit that's got me into trouble in my work, I understand that. But someone's got to go out there and love people and show it. And do you think that because of the way you behave, that's precluded you effectively from becoming queen? Yes, I, well, not precluded me, I wouldn't say that. Um, I just don't think I have as many supporters in that environment than I did. Than I did yeah. You mean within the royal household? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They see me as a, a threat of some kind. And I'm here to do good. Not a dis- I'm not a destructive person. Why do they see you as a threat? I think every strong woman in history has had to walk down a similar path. And I think it's the strength that causes the confusion and the fear. Why is she strong? Where does she get it from? Where is she taking it? Where is she going to use it? Why do the public still support her? When I say public, you go and do an engagement and there's a great many people there. And as always, good morning, 
Good day, good night, goodbye. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Grumbler.